welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. This one's called Welcome to the Jungle! Because <laughs> we're going into the jungle of Amazon. Mm-hmm. The, the Amazon rainforest jungle of Amazon.com. <laughs> And uh, what I realized about that immediately is when we decided to title this Welcome to the Jungle, that the first verse of Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle applies so directly to Amazon, it's uncanny. Uh And I know they didn't write it about Amazon because it was written in like 84, Uh but it applies so, so well. Listen to these lyrics. Welcome to the Jungle. We've got fun and games. We've got everything you want. Honey, we know the names. We are the people that can find whatever you may need. If you've got the money, honey, we've got your disease. (laughs) If that doesn't apply directly to Amazon, I don't know what does. It's so fitting. It's great. I don't think Axel knew how (laughs) much of a prophet he really was. Yeah, I was going to say, was Axel prophetic? Yeah, I don't think he knew that he was. Now, if you listen to the rest of the song, it's clearly about drugs in the city and like girls and prostitution and all that stuff. The song itself is definitely not about amazon (laughs) but that first verse applies so directly how applicable especially we are the people that can find whatever you may need like yes that's amazon we can find anything or honey we know the names yeah they know they know the name of everything they've cataloged cataloged all the things you could ever want to buy computer algorithm it's Uh crazy and since they're the jungle of everything that you need and everything that you don't need we spend a lot of time there. You and I do, for sure. And I and I know that we're not the only ones. Well, recently, this damn coronavirus and then the STEMI and everything just, like, <laughs> injected cash into Amazon. Like, it was like a cash injection in <laughs> yeah. the Jeff Bezos' arm. Yeah, well, we were <laughs> we were stuck at home uh-huh. with some extra cash. And it was like, let's get on Amazon. Yeah, buy anything you need. And you don't have to go anywhere and risk getting a virus. And to start talking about Amazon, I think... Everyone could agree there's both like good and bad things from Amazon. Yeah, for sure. It seems to be a pretty mixed bag. Yeah. And when you think about some of the good things, what are some of the things you think of? Um, Well, for me, I know the accuracy of the search function (laughs) for Amazon is a good thing. Because how many times have you ever seen something or thought of something and you're like, I want to go buy that, but I don't actually know what it's called. Right. Yeah, I have no idea what it's called. So you just kind of do like a keyword search on Mm. Amazon and it will find it for you. Yes. Yeah. If you want some medieval gauntlets, but you don't know what they're called, you're like, I want some like armor type stuff for my hands. The thing that goes over your hand armor. And it just knows. (laughs) Yeah. You can find it. It's probably even more efficient than Google, if I'm being honest, at like knowing what I'm thinking of and directing me straight it's to it. Very, very smart. Creepily well, they smart. Well, because they want to make money. Yeah, it's creepily smart. Well, I could say a good thing about them is I love the content on Prime. Oh, yeah. Being a, a huge fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Workaholics and Forged and Fire and a bunch of other shows that I can get Catfish, on Amazon. Catfish. Catfish. RuPaul's Drag Race. Tons of good stuff. And that you just get for being a Prime member. That's just like a bonus. Yeah, we pay for Prime monthly subscription and then we get to watch all these I gotta say, movies and shows. That's a pretty big plus in my book for Amazon. And also, Amazon was originally probably one of the best places to buy books. It definitely was. They organized books way better. I mean, I remember for a time when I just stopped going to bookstores because Amazon was how I bought books. Well, 
in our upcoming segment of one star reviews, mm-hmm. we both went back and looked at some of our old yeah. orders, and I had forgotten that I got a significant chunk of my graduate books. Yeah, from Amazon because it was that was probably during that time period where it was so efficient and so yes. cheap to buy books from Amazon. There was no point in bothering. It was significantly less else. expensive than going through the school's bookstore. I really believe if Amazon had never expanded to anything else, they still would be the best place to buy books in the world. Mm-hmm. And Which, even yeah, and even now, like just in general, Amazon prices are really oh yeah, they're really hard to beat. As a consumer, it's hard to to argue with some of those Amazon uh-huh. prices. Again, especially on books mm-hmm. in particular. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how I I've never been able to put my brain around how I just bought a nine hundred page book for like twelve dollars. Yeah. yeah, but Amazon somehow does it, and it comes straight to my house. And they got you covered. Yeah. So that's some of the good things that I think we can agree on about Amazon. Oh, and also fast shipping. Yeah, it's fast. Yeah. It's ridiculously. Fast. I mean, now have you have you ordered anything lately from oh, yeah. an, a website that's not Amazon? No, I have, and let me tell you, the difference you get spoiled. Yeah, you get spoiled with Amazon, I where bet. you're like, my thing's not here, and it's <laughs> yeah. like the next day. Yeah, you want to call Jeff on the phone and be like, <laughs> Jeff, where's my shit? But I or recently ordered some stuff from a different website, and it took like well over a week. Wow. To get here. And, and it's like, like, oh my God. I'm like, ancient. what is this? 1998? Yeah, what do they have to bring it on horseback? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, all that good stuff comes at a price. It does. Because there is some bad things about Amazon that we wanted to also, you know, kind of put out there as counterweight to the great things. Right. So one of the things I can think of is that it's put all kinds of mom and pop stores out of business. It's like Walmart times a thousand. Speaking of those bookstores. Yeah. Amazon. Those same bookstores. Yeah. Amazon really did Stuck a number. Stuck Yeah. On yeah. Them. Now all they can do is sell coffee and hope that maybe you'll read while you're reading, <laughs> while you're drinking the coffee. <laughs> they sell coffee and some newspapers. They're just the coffee stores now. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sad. There's also, from what I've heard, the poor treatment of their employees. That. Yes, that's a huge, yeah. <laughs> and it made me wonder, well, like, is it worse than Walmart? Because you always hear these horror stories about mm-hmm. Walmart and their employee treatment. But apparently... Yeah, it's definitely worse. I mean, I know Amazon starts at $12 an hour. Generally, Walmart is $15 an hour. And also, there's this whole robotics thing that happens in Amazon where they've been putting more and more robots in these Amazon warehouses. And so the humans that have to interact with these robots, their jobs also become more robotic. So the sci-fi promise that robots were going to free us up to do more creative work is a big lie. Mm-hmm. Um, the more robots you have working in a facility, the more robotic the jobs become. More like monotonous, mm-hmm. repetitive. So like wearing your, as say you're a stalker, right? At Walmart, you've got to go put it on your little forklift and bring it out and put the stock on the shelves and maybe tell somebody where something is. Yeah, there's people around you. And cut each box open. Now, that's repetitive, but what's even more repetitive is the job of stocking at Amazon, where you just take big boxes and take the small boxes out and hand them to robots, and then and the robot drives away. The robot goes down to the mm-hmm. shelf that it's stored on and puts it on the shelf. And then the, and another robot comes up to you, and you put that box on its shelf, and it goes away. So, I mean, you're turning these jobs into more boring, more monotonous, more robotic jobs. And removing kind of the human element. Uh-huh. So it's like a worse job for less money. Then there's also just like the pollution and energy oh, waste yeah. of the oh god 
the delivery services. Uh-huh. Cause you know, now, I mean, obviously Amazon has their own yeah, fleet. They their show own. up in their own vans, which are like one inch shy of what they would need to have a special regulation. They have, have a special license or uh-huh. something to operate. They made them just a little smaller mm-hmm. so they could get away with like contracting them out and not having to have CDLs. And I read an article this past week, speaking of the drivers of, of the prime delivery trucks. Uh-huh. Amazon is has installed these like AI monitoring devices within the cabs of these vehicles uh-huh. to observe the behaviors of the drivers. Oh God, that's so creepy. Isn't it? Like, and depending on what the driver does, they can get like written up for it. Oh my God. So like, for example, yawning. If you're a delivery driver and you wow. yawn, this recording device in the cab with you can will make note to for your supervisor that you yawned on the job oh my god you'd think that would mean you need some more rest and they should give you time but it's like no you're fired or being a pussy or slouching it like observes your your posture while you're driving and so like if you're slouched if you're yawning you're clearly too fatigued to do the job and according to them and i'm like well what if it's something else like what you know like ridiculous that's such a crazy invasive uh-huh. um, technique. Then they're also, I didn't know this, but they apparently they require every driver to send or submit a daily photo of themselves Yep. to corporate. Yeah, so they can like AI look at it and make sure you're not becoming a meth addict or something. <laughs> I, I thought that. And then I also wondered like, could they use that to make sure you're not gaining weight? That Probably that too. It could be used for a lot of things. All or like... I don't know. I just feel like that's such a mm-hmm. infringement on like your bodily autonomy. Yeah, because what happens if you've got like cancer or something and you're losing weight and then your boss is like, hey, you're looking mighty methy recently. Our <laughs> yeah. AI says yeah. you've been... The photos you've been sending are... <laughs> yeah, you've been just like smoking meth every weekend yeah. and you're like, no, dude, I have cancer, you dickhead. Or what if you're a woman and you're pregnant? Right. And... They're like, hey, you're getting a little thick around the middle. You're getting fat, chubby, oh, chub, chub. Uh, Yeah. You know, and it's like, but you haven't told anyone you're pregnant yet because you you don't have to yet. You know what I'm saying? That's so... It's so the potential for the invasiveness Mm -hmm. and then the invasiveness that's already having is nuts to me. I know. And think about the fact that those employees go through that and yet our police don't even want to have to have body cams. Yeah. Explain that one. Yeah. What? Yeah. We got Amazon truck drivers can't even yawn and the police can't even be bothered to cut on their their body camera before they shoot someone to death. Yep. Wow, that's the that's the world we live in now. That's right. Yeah, and interestingly, I think there's some things that are both good and bad that are mm-hmm. hard to put in that binary with Amazon, uh, specifically the sellers. Yeah. I've heard a lot of sellers saying they feel pressured. They have to be on Amazon because Amazon will undercut you to death and make you not exist as a company. Well, and these days, if you have a product that you're selling, a, whether it's a book or uh, socks, <laughs> like, yeah. it's in your best interest to be on Amazon, to be visible so people can find your stuff and buy it. But then they're also going to make you keep the price down to what they want and they're going to take a huge cut. A huge cut. From what I've heard um, in the book world, I know they take a huge cut. Oh, yeah. And the history of that is interesting because Jeff Bezos somehow managed to convince all of Wall Street that he could operate without a profit, making no profits for over a decade. Mm -hmm. And Wall Street was just okay with it. 
And like, during, okay. during that time, he took all the profit they were making and invested it in undercutting other small businesses so he could sell things for cheaper than anyone else. And growth. like And just grow build, exponentially. Build that business, make it bigger. And then so once he decided to start showing profits, it became like gigantic. And it was mm-hmm. too big. And they they killed every other small business. And so I think as a seller, you're kind of in a pickle. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they're great in the sense that everyone in the world can see your product, but then they're also... They're also bad. And it's also done this other weird thing that has created these secondary markets um, that I learned about in the, um, there's an excellent podcast called Land of the Giants, and they do major companies. They did Google, Netflix, and Amazon. And in the Amazon episode, they really go in deep into this town that I never heard of, but it's a town called Roundup, Montana. Okay. And this town has less than 2,000 people. It's like 1,700 people in Middle this town. of nowhere, Montana. But something like 80% of Amazon packages go through there. It's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Amazon will do what's called drop shipping, which is where me as a company can sell something on the internet and I don't have to store it. I just send it to Amazon and then Amazon then sends it on. Mm-hmm. And it's a smart way to do business because you don't actually have to have the inventory. You can let Amazon keep the inventory for you. Right. And... The only problem with that system is that the way the manufacturers ship things out, the boxes that they put them in, Amazon won't take. Amazon's very specific about what boxes it will accept from shippers. Like packaging? Yes. It has to only have one UPC code on it. It can't have two barcodes because that could confuse the robots. Mm. Um, Everything has to be formatted for their warehouses so that their robots can understand it. (laughs) So this lady figured that out and realized that she could start a company where you ship your things to her and she puts it into packaging that Amazon will then accept. That meets like Amazon's Mm -hmm. specifications. And then she could take a little teeny cut and Mm. do that for her job. And so she started doing it and it grew exponentially. And then her neighbors started doing it. And then their neighbors started doing it. And now, like every person that works in this town, all they do is get shipments from big companies and put them into Amazon-specific packaging and ship it onto Amazon. Wow. It's created a whole business doing that. It's like a, yeah, the whole town is in on mm-hmm. it. It's this weird secondary market, which seems, on the face of it, good. Now all these people have jobs. Right, it gives everybody a job. But let's say Amazon figures out a way to do that itself, or decides to cut them out, or decides to change their rules on what they'll but, take. Yeah, what if they're like, mm, we don't want to do that packaging anymore. Then We're that gonna... whole town is out of work. Everyone is screwed. It, just because Amazon makes one decision. That is a whole lot of power. Uh-huh. And as Spider-Man says, with great power comes great responsibility and i don't know if they have shown that they can be trusted to have it i i don't know i feel like they they've seemed to kind of lull us quite Mm -hmm. a bit into trusting them Mm -hmm. as it stands and it's like should we though yeah i know because it's all starting to seem a little dystopian it's starting to look like a beeple painting (laughs) it is yeah i mean this past week we were talking about like what is the future of amazon after Mm -hmm. we had done our Beeple episode, which, by the way, go listen. Yeah. Last week. Go Last listen. week's episode. Because um, he tends to do quite a bit of social commentary in his artwork um, about Jeff Bezos yeah. and about Amazon and, and the giantness of it. And where is it all going? Yeah. And so it's like, where is it going? And we started talking about like some possibilities. I mean, at this point, Amazon is intrinsically woven into our day to day lives. And they have Alexa. Yeah. And and for some of us, even more <laughs> like yeah. they have the smart fridge technology where Alexa's in your refrigerator looking at the stuff you bought and uh-huh. going, looks like you're out of milk. Uh-huh. I've ordered you some more from Whole Foods and it will be here tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah. it's like... That's convenient, 
But at the same time, it's like, this thing's in your house mm-hmm. and you're like, just cool with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where could it go from here? So we know that Amazon is now doing the pill pack thing where they're basically operating as a pharmacy. They bought pill pack, the company. Yeah. Yeah. So I could get my prescriptions filled through Amazon. And I was like, well, if I get my prescriptions filled through Amazon, what's to stop them from doing health insurance mm-hmm. or, and, and which they kind of are, they've started the, the care. Amazon care. It's, it's a tele health thing but it's yeah it's right not insurance it. but it's pretty close it's health care for their employees and i think that's a test market to see if that's something they could offer to all consumers it definitely so is. it's like okay so i get my health care through them i get my pills filled through them i get my groceries from them and alexa lets me know when my groceries need to be refilled what if they start doing banking Mm-hmm. And my paycheck from my employer now goes to my Amazon <laughs> Just bank goes account. Straight to Amazon. And Alexa's in my fridge going, You need milk and yogurt. I've bought it. And we've used your Amazon bank account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like kind of this, if you really think about it, it's just this spiral of like potential for this company to be in everything. I mean, what's to stop them if they're your health insurance provider and they have your smart microwave and they've seen you bought popcorn Mm -hmm. and they've seen your scale that's a smart scale so they know how much you weigh (laughs) and they start going, Alexa just comes on and goes, hey fatty, I don't think you need that popcorn. Try these kale chips instead. I mean, yes, yes. And what then if, your microwave's now fighting you and doesn't want, want yeah, to pop your popcorn my, and it's trying to make you eat kale. Dumb, just like, it reads no across the screen. <laughs> like, no. no. <laughs> That's, that is the dystopian And your Alexa in your in fridge <laughs> chimes in and goes, kale's in here. In here, bottom drawer. <laughs> but seriously, though. Yeah. Like what? There's nothing stopping that from happening. Like we're really right there. There isn't anything stopping it. And Congress is the only thing I can think of. We need them. Yeah. And the question then is like, why? Why hasn't why hasn't anyone or anything seemingly kind of stepped in and been like, yo, we might want to slow our roll on this like Alexa convenience. Yeah. uh, Amazon takeover of our lives. I have a theory. Okay. And that's because Jeff Bezos is like a super liberal and he bought the Washington Post. Yeah. And everyone knows he owns the Washington Post and everyone knows he like beefed with Donald Trump and Mm -hmm. all the liberals kind of like him. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a lefty liberal. So That's it's like, why. have we just sort of like turned a blind eye mm-hmm. because of that? Because he's on the left and because he owns the WAPO. Uh-huh. And it's like, maybe, because I mean, generally speaking, other media outlets that are, you know, reputable really respect the Washington Post. Yes. So are they going to criticize the owner? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? There's like a kind of a, a code. And the fact that he lives in D.C. He bought a house there. I mean, he right. He hangs out with politicians he all day. out with the lefties. And I think it's a similar phenomenon with, with Apple. All the lefties like Apple. They let them get away with murder. Google. Mm-hmm. All the lefties love Google. Let them get away with murder. It's, it's a, kind of a pattern. Yeah. And it's, so it's like no one's criticizing really i am i'm a lefty and i'm criticizing i'm doing both. I, don't, I mean we're criticizing but we're also kind of going like yo <laughs> like, yeah. what is happening here exactly because it is kind of scary and i think like the average people like us kind of want to know like when is congress when is somebody going to step in and go this is a bridge too far they can't do this anymore it definitely feels like amazon has gotten far more involved in my life uh-huh and 
I'm I, I I don't even think about it. Well, here's an interesting thing to note. If you even if you think you don't use Amazon and you're not a Prime member and you're hearing this and you're thinking, eh, you're like, not why am life. I listening to this? Well, let me tell you about Amazon Stupid. Web Services. Amazon Web Services hosts about seventy something percent of the internet. Any yeah. website you go to, the odds are it's hosted by Amazon Web Services. And here's an interesting bit of stats about Amazon Web Services. They make up about ten percent of the sales that Amazon makes, mm-hmm. but they make up sixty three percent of amazon's profits yeah that's crazy imagine a business that's 10 percent of your business making 63 percent of your profits there's something way off balance and because of that they can afford to lose money on like half the shit right they that's sell. why everything they sell that isn't website hosting uh-huh. is so cheap and our government uses amazon web hosting the cia the fbi it's all hosted by amazon almost all i mean yeah like you said there there really isn't a website these days you can go to that's not hosted through their services no there really isn't i actually saw a video of a guy on YouTube who tried to go a whole day without using an Amazon web, web service website and he couldn't do it. He couldn't, <laughs> yeah, he couldn't I know. make a day. Yeah. So it's not even like... And that's where they're making the bulk of their money. Yep. And because of that, they can afford to really screw everything else all. Mm-hmm. And it makes everything not make any sense. And, and my contention would be that you spin them off and that's how you, you fix it. A lot of things, but it would take government to literally it would take an act of Congress, an antitrust suit to yeah. make that happen. Yeah, yeah, which is what I hope. That's the hope in this episode. Hopefully, Congress will get off its ass and will get some kind of antitrust suit that will cause AWS to have to spin off, and that will solve at least some of these problems. You'd think the Republicans would want to. You'd you would think, think you'd think they'd be like those lefty libtards over there in their wapos. We got to take them down. You would think so, but because we want to do it, they don't want to. You know I what bet, I mean? I bet um, Amazon hosts the NRA's website. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and that's where like, we can't do it. We can't do it. We need the NRA. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably true, believe it or not. Like, I know. I God, know. That's how weird this future, this dystopian future that we actually live in has gotten. Well, it couldn't have been more apropos, but we actually had to literally... St- pause the podcast here to go pick up some Amazon packages. <laughs> Heard a door open and close and I was what's that? Looked out the window. Oh, Amazon's here. Yeah, I literally <laughs> had to do that. Um because it was raining and I don't want my Amazon packages to get rained on. I was scared I was they were gonna take me to Amazon jail. Yeah, we were something. like, did they know we're talking yeah, about <laughs> I thought we were going to Amazon. Alexa, jail. you snitch. Yeah. <laughs> As it turns out, I was just receiving some packages. And we wanted to do, we wanted to end this week's episode with a bit we used to do called One Star Reviews, because one star reviews on Amazon are generally hilarious. Oh, yeah. And so we were going to do that, and we decided to put a little stipulation on it, and we went through our Amazon history, and we picked things that we've ordered. Things that we have ordered in our past. From the last, <laughs> I don't know, eight years For, off of Amazon. No, mine goes back to 2008. Wow. Well, mine starts in 2014, but we went back in our history and we found some. So we were going to share some one-star reviews for you. So this is a bit we haven't done in a while, but it's backed by popular demand. (laughs) One-star reviews. All right. Well, I will start. Back in 2008, I bought a thing called the Dr. Freud Therapy Ball. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is like kind of like a magic eight ball. Uh-huh. Except the the little triangle inside has phrases that are like therapy related. Okay. So it's like, how did that make you feel? Uh-huh. Or let's talk about your mother. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, magic it's like eight ball that's a therapist. Little gag gift. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it's no longer available. So I'm not sure what the current price would be, but I paid four dollars and ninety eight cents. Nice, it was cheap <laughs> in two thousand eight, and I found a one star review from someone with the screen name HG four six zero. Okay, and they said 
It's hard to write a review when your hands are covered in a strange blue liquid that is meant to be inside a small black ball. (laughs) This product was half empty by the time it arrived at my doorstep, but don't be fooled, the entire product was there, leading me to believe that it was leaking right from the factory and was simply ignored by a fat, lazy worker. (laughs) Wow. They even (laughs) disperse judgment on the workers there. That's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Well, if we're going back old, this is my oldest one that I had, and it goes back to uh, 2014. And it's a DVD for the movie, the film Dead Alive. Oh, yeah. Which is a great, a great movie. It's a great DVD. It was directed by Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame. Yeah, which is kind of weird because if you've seen Lord of the Rings and it's, you've seen Dead Alive. It's nothing like you're that like, movie. You're like, what? Dead Alive is a very gory, uh, over-the-top, campy horror movie that I absolutely love because it's cheesy as hell. It's ridiculous. And it's over-the-top and ridiculous. That's why it's great. And just to give you context, the, the movie has like four and a half stars review on Amazon. So it's not like people don't like it. Now, interestingly, I bought this DVD for like $20. Now it's $50. It's wow. not easy to get this one. Wow. Mm-hmm. But Eric M. Milano didn't like it. He gave it one star and said, barely breathing, which I don't know. <laughs> barely mm. breathing. He said, the, the title of this movie should be changed to dead because there's nothing lively about it. <laughs> just call it dead. Yeah, just call it dead. Yes, the movie is without a doubt the goriest movie of all time, but the compliments for the film stopped there. The acting was pitiful and the story lacked real bite. The mere <laughs> attempt at humor in this film was incredibly cheesy. I mean, come on, a priest doing karate or divine intervention was how it was put. A zombie's organs coming to life and attacking people. Zombies having sex and then giving birth within a matter of five minutes of actual time. And not to mention the baby zombie at birth can walk and giggle. I watched this film expecting a solid zombie flick, but it got stifled. This movie is an embarrassment of a zombie film, and furthermore, it is an embarrassment to the horror genre. Gore alone could not save this movie. Take my advice. Don't buy this movie or you'll be dying for your money back. What cracks me up about that one is his description of the movie sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it's hilarious. That actually, yes, I was gonna say, well, he definitely watched it. Yeah, because all of that really happened, and it's all the best parts of the movie. It's like he kind of missed the part about being campy. Yeah, like the priest doing karate is great. the The fact that the zombies have sex and make a baby zombie in like five minutes is great. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, he to him it made it bad. So I find that funny. Well. In 2011, I purchased the Victor M230A Ultimate Flea Trap. Oh, Ultimate Flea <laughs> ultimate Trap. Ultimate Flea Trap. She wasn't fucking around. Yeah, I was, I was fed up. Uh-huh. But this was one of those little things that has a, a a plug-in and then a little light bulb inside of it and a oh, sticky okay. pad at the yeah. bottom of the light bulb with the thinking that the they flea's attracted to the, light, to the heat and the like light. Like they're, they're a moth or something. Yeah, and gets stuck in the sticky pad. Uh-huh. So in 2011, um, I paid $12.86 six cents for this Mm. Uh, currently it's sixteen dollars and 98 cents and this review is from rebecca o'donnell and she says this product will attract fleas to their sticky deaths (laughs) the mentally challenged fleas for sure (laughs) this is the lazy person's product who thinks tape housed in a plug-in lamp will cure a flea infestation (laughs) yes a few dozen fleas will meet their end but the other hundreds will surely avenge their siblings' deaths upon your residence. Right. If anything, this product might serve as an outlier to the other half-dozen sprays and chemicals you'll need to purchase and use methodically to rid yourself of the scourge you unknowingly allowed in your home. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... She's not wrong. It didn't work. Um, no, they worked, but the 
they were really cheaply made. And so yeah. like the bulb was always burning out and you'd have to constantly mm. replace that little sticky pad. And it's like, why don't we just get some flea treatment and yeah. <laughs> like, treat the whole house? Okay. I like it. I like her bitterness. I have yeah. one I have <laughs> one that's similar to that. Okay. So this is for the most recent thing I bought. It's just a Red Dragon RGB mechanical keyboard. It's just mm-hmm. a, a gaming keyboard. Right. It's cheap. It's like $34. But this guy didn't like it. He said, one star. Fine for eight months. Now it's worthless to me. You're worthless yeah. to me. <laughs> I bought this in November 2019 for gaming, and the keyboard worked fine. Of course, the bar was rather low, given that it's a keyboard. <laughs> now, I don't know. Now it's July 2020, however, and the keyboard has begun to fail to register keystrokes, which means for a gamer, it's entirely useless. I'm failable enough as a gamer, and I don't need a broken keyboard to help me lose. <laughs> He was so angry. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm so angry about a $34 keyboard. Yeah, it's going to break after a while. You got eight months out of you it. You're good. worthless to me, yeah. keyboard. And he's like, I lose enough. Yeah, I don't I'm- need help losing. <laughs> I like that bitterness. Yeah. Okay, well, in 2012, I purchased the Crazy Cat Lady action figure. Oh, Crazy Cat Lady <laughs> action figure. Yeah. And um, I paid fourteen dollars and fifty six cents in two thousand twelve. Uh huh. Currently, the price is twenty eight dollars and ninety five cents. Cat lady got expensive. Yeah, you should think about reselling that on eBay, yeah, making right? a nice profit. I, I think I got it from mom for like a a gag gift. Oh, okay. It's a little like lady that looks. Well, you didn't nuts. know it was an investment. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> and she comes with like a handful of cats, and her hair is kind of scraggly, okay. and she's wearing a robe. It's funny. Cute. It's cute. Anyway, reviewer called Easy Beasy <laughs> says, not crazy enough. <laughs> I am very disappointed in my crazy cat lady action figure. <laughs> if this were representative of a real cat lady, it would have come with at least 20 cats. Yeah. Six cats is barely mildly obsessive cat lady, <laughs> let alone full-fledged crazy. Yeah. My suggestion is pack it in kitty litter and catnip treats and you've got yourself a deal. Yeah, okay. So if they added cat products to the action figure. It's only mildly obsessive yeah, cat lady. They were disappointed with the amount of craziness yeah, of that right. cat lady. <laughs> there, were, there was some cleverness there. Uh-huh. I, have, I have this last one I have is uh, from something I bought recently for a bit I did. Go to YouTube and look up Forged in Fur. Go look it up YouTube, Forged in Fur. Yeah, I needed a uh, some mustache wax for one of the characters in that skit mm-hmm. sketch. I needed to have mustache wax, and I bought. I'll give myself this. I bought the cheapest mustache wax, right? Because you're what like, I expected. I'm you. You're never going to use it ever again. Right. So it's like, let me just get what's cheap. Yeah, but it was terrible. It was As it awful. turns out, you get what you pay for. Yeah, <laughs> if the mustache wax in that YouTube video doesn't live up to expectations, that's why. And I feel ashamed, and I might do reshoots to fix it. <laughs> And this other guy felt the same way. He gave it one star. This is Colonel Cox Mustache Wax. (laughs) He said, well, first off, it smells great. Very pleasant aroma to adorn your stash. However, it's more of a mustache oil than it is a wax. Sure, it will hold your whiskers in place if they're made of wimpy baby hair. But if you happen to be a man, (laughs) which, with few notable exceptions, are typically the only people who grow mustaches... Your whiskers will be too long to be held by this perfumed petroleum jelly. How do I know it won't hold your stash without even meeting you, you ask? Because if you even possess the requisite testosterone to extrude facial follicles, you've already exceeded the manliness tolerance this product is able to handle. (laughs) Use as an alternative to lip balm, I guess. It'll make your mustache shiny, but with no more than regular old Vaseline. 
I could rant on and on about the inefficacy of this ripoff, but I grow weary of typing on a tablet. I grow weary. Good luck to all of you who seek to shape your handlebars, <laughs> but you've wandered onto the wrong page. Turn uh, back now. Turn back. I mean... I he's... like how he said, if you have enough testosterone to even begin to grow facial hair, you've exceeded the manliness expectations of this product. <laughs> he's not wrong, He's though. not wrong, though. It was really bad mustache. I'm, yeah, because I, I tried to help you like do the little mustache twist. No, I clipped our... it. And I remember being like, this is, uh-huh. it feels he's, he, it feels like Vaseline. It it's did. It's supposed to be thick. Uh-huh. It was terrible. I, I clicked the review, like, found this helpful. Yeah. So <laughs> you were like, thank you, Me sir. and like seven other people find it helpful <laughs> that that mustache wax is garbage. But it's also like $11. I kind of admire people who sit down and do those kinds of reviews. Especially on a tablet. It's very cerebral. Yeah. You're like, you're, it's not just, I mean, we've all done reviews where we're like, it was good or uh-huh. I liked it. It worked for this. But like to sit down and be like cleverly worded. Yeah. I, I admire that. I find that that's what I love about one star reviews mm-hmm. yeah. is usually they're either garbage. I mean, you can just scroll right through them or someone has really, <laughs> really got something that they need to get off their chest. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a fascinating insight into the lives of people. And it's there for us to just peruse at our leisure on Amazon. But if you want to peruse more episodes of this podcast at your leisure, you can find them on our website. Carolinasnowflakes.com Or if you want to have conversations about products that you've bought on Amazon that suck ass, there's tons and tons of millions of people on our Facebook page having conversations like this every single day. You can find them on Facebook.com forward slash Carolina Snowflakes. And because I get so much email, our email box may be full, but you can give it a shot and send us an email. Carolina Snowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.